evening. Our top stories tonight. Jeff Akuda is on his way to the Atlanta Falcons. The Lions ship out the former third overall pick in exchange for just a fifth round pick. So he's on his way out. And the Falcons are loading up in, in, an, in an attempt to win the NFC South. And really, they have to be the favorite at this point. And if they can figure out the quarterback position, look out. We've got all that and much, much more on player profiler today and happy to have friends such as senior football space monkey mafia back on the show feel like an old school lions bad move so i understand why you say this but we'll, we'll get to the lions in a sec first we'll break down the falcon side of it falcons they trade away or so sorry, they trade for Jeff Kuda. And in this trade, they just have to give up a fifth round pick. And really for the Falcons, this is a win. They've been loading up all off season long. They've been investing on the defense, on the offense. Falcons just doing a good job. They've had a great off season. They signed the free agent du jour, the highest priced safety, Jesse Bates, brought him in. They return a star-studded secondary. They already had A.J. Turrell, who coincidentally was the cornerback drafted just after Jeff Akuda. So it'll be A.J. Turrell opposite either Akuda or Casey Hayward, because they still have Casey Hayward, the wily veteran who has played well for years. And for the Falcons... This was a necessary move because we saw what happened when Casey Hayward went down last year. It didn't go too well for the Falcons. They started out a pretty lockdown defense. The pass rush wasn't there, but it was still pretty solid thanks to the secondary. So now they have an elite safety. They have competition on the outside and even in the slot potentially because Jeff Akuda, he is a fine enough tackle tackler arguably one of the best tackling corners in the NFL. That is what he does best. I see Space Monkey Mafia is happy that they got rid of Akuda. He was overrated. Great example of why NFL teams should never be drafting a cornerback in the top 10. I agree. I do not want the Lions to replace Jeff Akuda with another highly drafted cornerback. Top 10 picks should be reserved for QBs, O-line, and D-line positions. Pretty much, it. you have to be a really special player to break that mold. Jamar Chase going in the top 10. I'm all right with that. But outside of that, it should be quarterback, O-line, D-line. Agree completely. Akuda Matata. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyways, Atlanta Falcons defense. Elite safety. Elite corner in A.J. Turrell. Competition on the outside. And Jeff Akuda could kick inside because he is one of the best tackling corners in the NFL. Slot is a lot of responsibility. So we'll see if he could make that transition. In the meantime, they have D. Alford or Mike Hughes, who also came over from the Detroit Lions as well. And then they've been investing on the defensive line as well. They bring back Lorenzo Carter. They pair him with Arnold Ebikede. They bring in Caden Ellis from the New Orleans Saints, who comes over with Ryan Nielsen, the new defensive coordinator for the Falcons, who was the defensive line coach for the Saints previously. So he worked a lot with Caden Ellis, also brought in, David Onyemata, another defensive lineman for the New Orleans Saints, brought in Calais Campbell 
from the Baltimore Ravens, a star-studded lineup in this defense at this point. Calais Campbell, Jesse Bates, stars. A.J. Turrell, star. Arnold Ebikede, on the rise. This is a strong defense by the Atlanta Falcons. Michael Walker and Troy Anderson at the linebacker position. Troy Anderson, one of the most athletic linebackers in recent memory, came out last year, third-round pick out of Wyoming, Montana, some school up there. But the Falcons, make no mistake, they have loaded up on defense, and they've got a pretty solid offense while we're talking about it too. The hang-up is Desmond Ritter, which, yeah. Desmond Ritter, the Falcons allegedly believe in, and he could be fun. He has the speed to be a running quarterback, a threat with his legs that Arthur Smith likes. We've heard they're out on Lamar Jackson, and we do expect Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore now. But Falcons also meeting with several quarterbacks. They met with Anthony Richardson. I believe they met with Will Levis as well. So the Falcons could take a quarterback in the draft, or they could just stick with Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke at the backup. But this is still a strong offense. The offensive line is one of the better O-lines in the NFL. Jake Matthews, Pro Bowl left tackle, re-signed right tackle Caleb McGarry, who has his issues in pass production, but is a mauler in the run game. Chris, Chris Lindstrom at right guard, just an all-pro guard, arguably the best guard in the NFL at this point. Center Drew Dahlman, he is solid. And then the left guard position is a big hole. So maybe the Atlanta Falcons with that eighth overall pick, they take a Broderick Jones out of Georgia, stick him at guard for his first season, and then kick him outside to replace Jake Matthews. Regardless, Falcons, offensive line is going to be kicking some ass this off this 2023 season. And it's going to be doing it for Tyler Algier, for Cordero Patterson, and potentially a rookie running back. Could the Falcons draft someone? I don't know. But regardless, Falcons have had a really good offseason. I'm impressed. And recovered Ridley Truther agrees with me, aside from the whole QB position, but they could figure it out. Or maybe Desmond Ritter is better than we think. Maybe he surprises us. Or I don't know. But I agreed. Falcons have had a great offseason. Hello to the Harry Snowman. Happy to have you on the show as always. But what about the Detroit Lions side of this? Because if you've seen the social medias, and if you haven't already, make sure you're following Profiler underscore news over on TikTok. That's where you will be getting all of the late breaking stories from yours truly. You can see this pretty face over on TikTok at Profiler underscore news. Make sure while you're there, you follow Profiler underscore NFL and Roto Underworld as well. Get all the TikToks involved, but you already heard my reaction. I was not a massive fan of this trade. A fifth round pick for Jeff Akuda, that's not a lot. And I understand that the Lions did invest in corner this offseason. They did. They signed Cam Sutton from the Pittsburgh Steelers to a three-year deal. He's going to be around for a while. They signed Emmanuel Mosley, who is coming off an ACL tear, but he will be a starter when he returns and cheap $6 million contract. Basically swapping Akuda out for an upgrade 
at $1 million more because with this trade, the Lions free up $5 million in cap space. That was $5 million in guaranteed money. And now the Falcons have to decide whether or not they will be picking up that fifth year option and have to pay him, I believe, 10, 11, 12 million dollars, somewhere in that range. So the Lions wanted to save cap this year, wanted to save cap down the road. And if we're being honest, this is a sign that the Detroit Lions are paying attention to the player profiler social medias. Because just the other day, our profiler underscore NFL account, make sure you're following that on Twitter, tweeted out the top five players, top five cornerbacks in coverage rating. And on that list was a Mr. Jerry Jacobs. And Jerry Jacobs, he saw the tweet. We tagged him and he was quite happy. He is a fan of player profiler, hyping Jerry Jacobs up, former undrafted free agent out of Ark. I where did Jerry Jacobs go? It was Arkansas something, but he went to a small school, undrafted out of small out of a small school, became a starter as a rookie, tore his ACL, came back and became a starter again. So Jerry Jacobs is a large part of why they're comfortable moving on from Jeff Akuda, and Akuda gets a fresh start. The Lions get a fresh start, and this is going to be a dangerous defense. But before we get to the Detroit Lions defense and how special it could be, we have to, of course, hear a word from the one, from the only, from the Podfather. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. And one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. Or you can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include tight end premium FFPC ranks. Our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get Get the show. Always a pleasure to hear from the pod father, but back to the Lions. The Detroit Lions, they're secondary now without Jeff Akuda. Jerry Jacobs is going to be a week one starter. We thought it would be Jeff Akuda, but Emmanuel Mosley tore his ACL in week seven, was having a hell of a year before that. We don't expect him to be ready for week one. These ACL tears, even a clean ACL tear, more and more. People aren't ready for week one or struggle in week one. So as it stands now, it'll be Cam Sutton and Jerry Jacobs on the outside. And then in the slot, it will be either Will Harris, who was a part-time starter last year. It was Will Harris and Mike Hughes. They kind of alternated as starters. Hughes more towards the end of the year. And then he'll be competing with Chase Lucas last year's seventh round pick. And we don't know. Could be a rookie. A lot of people think the Lions are going to take a rookie at six now. I don't think this guarantees that the Lions are going to take a corner. I don't really see how that scans. I don't think that adds up. I mean, that's a nice thought, but they just signed two corners. They already have Jerry Jacobs, who they clearly love and who loves us at Player Profiler. 
So it'll be fine. And then when everyone gets healthy, that's when things get interesting. Because there's actually two options here. Either Emmanuel Mosley comes back, he gets healthy, which means Cam Sutton kicks into the slot, a position he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers plenty. And now we have Jerry Jacobs on one side, Emmanuel Mosley on the other side, and Cam Sutton inside. Or what could happen is safety Tracy Walker returns for the Detroit Lions. And that means CJ Gardner-Johnson can go from safety to slot corner, a position he played for years in New Orleans, especially with Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell. So it's going to be intriguing to see once these pieces are healthy, where they all line up. The Lions are going to be a fun secondary this year. They are deep. They're deep at a lot of positions because Cam Sutton, Jerry Jacobs, Manuel Mosley, they can all start. Will Harris, part-time starter. Tracy Walker, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Kirby Joseph, the one player to pick off Aaron Rodgers three times in a season. It's going to be dangerous. And this is the same approach they have on the defensive line at edge. They have Aiden Hutchinson. They brought back John Kaminsky, who is the base end. He kicks inside on pass rushing downs. So James Houston can come in, who was second among all rookies in sacks last year for the Detroit Lions as a sixth round pick. And then that's not even talking about all the guys that got hurt last year. The Aquara brothers, Julian and Romeo. Charles Harris is back. Josh Pascal, another year towards, or well, so he was a rookie last year, was not particularly healthy, had a hernia early in the season, but he'll be back. He'll have a full off season now. The Lions are dangerous. At edge rusher, they're deep. Same with corner and same at receiver. We know that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a starter. We know Jamison Williams is going to be a starter. But then there's three players that could start as that third wide receiver. It could be Marvin Jones. It could be Josh Reynolds. Or it could be Kali Raymond. It could be any of them. And it's probably going to be all of them. They're all going to start their own games. The Lions are building a threat. They are building a powerhouse. They are deep at multiple positions that are important. And as Space Monkey Mafia pointed out, with the trade of Jeff Akuda, Jamison Williams can now start rocking that number one jersey switch from the number nine that he wore last year, Matthew Stafford's old number. Maybe he keeps number nine because he had to ask Stafford to get the number nine, but I think we all want to see Jamison Williams in that number one. Does John Ross have any dynasty value if he makes the roster? Uh, you might think of, be thinking of Justin Ross, the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. Because John Ross has absolutely no value. And I don't really think Justin Ross has much value either. I think he is unlikely to actually make an impact this season. Unathletic. Had a great rookie season and then stopped producing in college. So no. Hello, Connor. Happy to have you on the show as well. Always a pleasure when you can tune in. Appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate you, the Harry Snowman, as well. But that will bring us to. Some other trade news. It's not just Jeff Akuda in the trade cycles right now. Because Devin White, linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, drafted fifth overall. He wants out. He no longer wants to play for the Buccaneers. They picked up his fifth-year option. And White has requested a trade. The Bucs, on the other hand, have said, Nope. Nuh-uh. No way. We have no intention of trading Devin White. And I mean, who can blame them? White, when he's on his game, 
is one of the most impactful linebackers in the NFL. The problem is, excuse me, he's up, he's down, he's inconsistent. He really is. We all remember the video of Warren Sapp calling him out for his lack of hustle, for his lack of attempt to make a tackle. So Devin White, maybe he doesn't want to play for a team that has veterans calling him out on film. Maybe he does. I don't know. But, well, no, I know that he doesn't. (laughs) But anyways, Devin White wants out. The Buccaneers have said, no way. We have no intention of doing that. There's no incentive for that. We're paying you $11 million this year, and you can walk in free agency next year. So that's, that's the end of that news. Devin White wants out. He's not going anywhere. The other bit of trade news. This one was weird because we saw a tweet early in the morning that we were going to see a trade from Greg Newsome, Cleveland Browns cornerback. Greg Newsome wanted out former first round pick just two years ago. Now this ended up being a lie. The agent for uh, Greg Newsome has come out and stated no. He is not seeking a trade. We have not asked for that. He's very happy in Cleveland. And then Greg Newsom comes out and says, I just announced yesterday that I'm hosting a baseball tournament. I'm hosting some charity events in Cleveland this year. Why would I request a trade the day after I launch all of these local initiatives? So Greg Newsom, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't want to go anywhere, which is great for the Cleveland Browns. He is the number two corner opposite Denzel Ward. But when they go into three wide, which so much of the NFL does nowadays, he kicks into the slot. Martin Emerson comes onto the field, who had a great rookie season as well. Made Greedy Williams expendable. So yeah, (laughs) interesting trade news. One is, uh, I want out. No, you're not getting out. And the other is, I don't want out. Someone lied about me. And it's funny because the initial tweet saying that, Greg Newsom wanted out has since been deleted. Someone lying, looking for clout got picked up on the big stage and immediately quashed. But that will bring us to the rookies to the 2023 rookie rookie class. And if you haven't already make sure you go and check out the rookie guide because it is just chef's kiss. It is magnificent. It is perfect. It truly, truly, I words can't do it justice. You got to see it. Podfather, take it away. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section, and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. 
It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. Told you. Told you I couldn't do it justice. You needed the Podfather to show you how beautiful the rookie guide is. It's an absolute steal at $10. Get all the information that you need. April, April really is Cody Carpentier's season. This is when the guy is at his best during the offseason, when he is scouting, when he is breaking things down, when he is writing up all of these rookies, when he's finding all this information. Cody, we are truly blessed for all of the work that you put forward. But some of the work that Vegas has put forward. No longer is CJ Stroud the betting favorite to go first overall. That happened yesterday. But we noticed that even though Bryce Young was now the favorite, it was still negative odds for CJ Stroud. Now today, Stroud has fallen to positive odds today. I got CJ Stroud plus 185, Bryce Young plus 27 or minus 275. Crazy. Insane. Vegas saying that Bryce Young is going to be the first overall pick. It has flipped. We're still hearing reports that the Panthers are undecided. I hope that the Panthers make the right decision and take CJ Stroud, but where there's smoke, there's some sort of fire. Maybe the Texans will trade up for one because of all this news. Maybe that's part of it. The Panthers are gassing it up, so the Texans trade up. But regardless, we will keep you posted on these shifting odds from C.J. Stroud going one overall to Bryce Young. And we also have news on other quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud visiting the Raiders, visiting the Colts, visiting the Lions. The Bucks will host Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. And Will Levis also, we know, visiting the Titans. So all sorts of visits. All these teams, the Raiders, visiting with five different quarterbacks. Because the Raiders are visiting with Hendon Hooker as well. Raiders visiting with five quarterbacks. Lions visiting with all sorts of quarterbacks. Seahawks visit with all the quarterbacks. The Colts have all the quarterbacks work out. I don't know who it's going to be trading up to third overall. But you just feel it coming, right? We all know that any day now that pick is going to be announced that the Arizona Cardinals have traded the third overall pick to Team X in exchange for pick X, Y, and Z. We know that tweet's coming from Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, whoever breaks it first, and we'll be waiting. It's just, there's too many teams in on these quarterbacks for it not to go QB, QB, QB and likely QB at four to the Colts as well. Raiders looking to trade up. Titans looking to trade up. Seahawks probably not trading up because John Schneider doesn't do that in the first round. Lions potentially trading up. We will see on draft night or sooner who it's going to be. We also have some updates on the wide receivers. Jordan Addison visits the Patriots and Ravens, and then he will be visiting the Vikings, the Giants, and the Bills. It sounds like Jordan Addison might not be as popular in the NFL as we initially thought. Sounds as though Jordan Addison might go later than we expected. We There were rumors that Jordan Addison could be the wide receiver one off the board. Sounding less likely that happens. Jackson Smith and Jigba is the wide receiver one for most teams. There are probably some teams that have Jordan Addison up there. There are teams that have Zay Flowers up there, but 
doesn't sound like he's got a shot at going wide receiver one anymore. We also have Jalen Hyatt visiting the New York Giants. Marvin Mims visiting the New York Giants. So the Giants looking at multiple receivers, including Zay Flowers. We have Kendra Miller visiting a bunch of teams. They probably want to check the knee, I would imagine. Kendra Miller visiting the Chargers, visiting the Rams, visiting the Bills, Cardinals, and Giants. Kendra Miller, popular individual, because everyone knows if the knee is healthy, then Kendra Miller is going to be a stud. We do have some bad news, some news that we are hoping for an update soon with good news. Louisiana Lafayette wide receiver Michael Jefferson was in a multi-vehicle accident earlier today that has required multiple surgeries. That is the only update that we have. It came from his agent, and so we will keep you posted as it develops. But from us here at Player Profiler, we are all sending our best to the family and loved ones, as well as Michael Jefferson himself. Get well soon. In other final news on the rookie class, Will Anderson is taking his second visit. He will be visiting the Detroit Lions. Now, you probably think he's only visiting two teams. That seems strange, doesn't it? No, because remember, we already talked about this a couple days ago with Josh Downs. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and listen back. But guys that don't have questions typically don't get a whole lot of visits. Josh Downs doesn't have questions because his dad played in the NFL. Gary Downs was a running back. And his uncle, Dre Bly, is currently a cornerback coach for the New York Giants. Or New, sorry, for the Detroit Lions was a pro bowler for the Detroit Lions, too. So teams don't have questions about him and teams don't have questions about Will Anderson because he is one of the most decorated college athletes ever winning all four big awards, winning back to back top defensive player in the nation. Stud. That's why Will Anderson not taking a bunch of visits visiting with the Lions, though. We have heard whispers that the Lions could trade up to three, not for a quarterback, but for Will Anderson. But we've also heard that the Texans might not take a quarterback at two and could take Will Anderson instead. It's smokescreen season. I'm sick of it. I can't wait to get the smoke out of my eyes and just be able to unpack everything that happened at the draft. But until then, we will keep you updated. Any chance the Colts trade up to one spot to get AR-15? Yeah, there. That is absolutely a chance, Space Monkey Mafia. The Colts, the Titans, and the Raiders are the three teams most heavily linked to trading up to three. But we know there are, are at least six teams that are talking about trading up and potentially more. We don't know who those teams are outside of those three. I have to imagine the Lions, the Falcons, the Patriots may be in talks to trade up. The Texans may be in talks to trade up again. Or sorry, not again, but trade up so they pick again back to back. All sorts of potential suitors for that third overall pick for all sorts of reasons. And finally, a couple pieces of news. Mark Ingram is not retiring. Cliff Kingsbury is back to USC. Who'd have thought that? Cliff Kingsbury back to USC after he was hired as the offensive coordinator, was told, no, you can't interview for NFL jobs, quit, and now he's back. 
Cliff Kingsbury, just he's so lucky he's handsome. He would not have had the career success that he's had to this point if he weren't such a good-looking man. And speaking of good-looking men, we've got to adjust our rankings because Tua Tagovailoa already a handsome young man. Tua has a mustache now. Now, I haven't seen it, but he had a charity event yesterday in Tua Tagovailoa sporting a mustache. And apparently he's going to keep it. He's not a fan of the mustache personally, but his fiance, wife, girlfriend, I can't remember. I apologize to the partner of Tua Tagovailoa, but Tua will continue to rock a mustache. And based on that, stock is going up for Tua Tagovailoa because anyone rocking a mustache, you know the stock is up. So Tua Tagovailoa, mustache and all, he might be QB1 by the end of 2023. Thank you.